This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news. Trends. The people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, full studio on this particular episode of the show. Tony Wink in studio, PJ Duran. Also, we have uh, one of our past regular hosts, and that is Mark Bennell from Pole Position Raceway. In studio, one of our topics will be the top 11 motorcycles that changed the history of motorcycling. We'll be talking about that probably throughout. Uh, and, and, and I listen, it's, it's, it's a matter of opinion, but I think we all agree on many of them, the top 11. And there's probably some bikes you'd like to see in there as well. But uh, that's our open topic uh, conversation throughout the program. Glad you're with us. Uh, we we'll want to uh, welcome uh, Sublime with Rome. Uh, Zach Band is going to be joining us. Is that true? Is that who it is, Tony? I'm, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm missing it. No, we had... Um, yeah, there's Ro- we actually have Rome on the show. Sweet. From uh, Sublime. So Sublime with Rome band member, the front name, uh, front man will be joining us. Frankie Fritz from American Pickers is scheduled to join us in hour number two. Dave Salicki uh, is joining us. Hayden Gillum is joining us. And Garrett Gerloff. Before we go there, before we go to our very first guest, let's go to PJ Duran with Hot Topics. PJ, what do you got? I will try and keep it brief, but this weekend from Barcelona, Spain, MotoGP was an absolute cracking race. Marc Marquez came away with the win, but that wasn't really the story. Um, Jorge Lorenzo, a perennial competitor, took down himself, Valentino Rossi, as well as Rossi's teammate, Maverick Vinales, and uh, the current second-place uh in total points in MotoGP, Andrea Davizioso on the Ducati. What happened? What happened? He went in at a ridiculous uh, closing speed. Uh, the door closed on him. He tucked the front and literally took everyone down like bowling pins wow. on the second or third lap of the race. Uh, all the, Those are the top five competitors in the series. So Marquez had a pretty easy day of it. That was the story. Finished, followed by Fabio Cordoraro and uh, Danilo Pup. Petrucci, so it was a good race. But what was the reaction from the pits? Oh, there were a lot of upset people. I can only imagine. Uh, Jorge, to his credit, was very apologetic in post-race interviews. Uh, said it was his fault. It clearly was. There was no denying it. Uh, it was a racing incident, but uh, everybody, everybody's like, "Yeah, we knew it was your fault." Yeah, everyone laying this. on the ground with broken motorcycles was well aware. Um, yeah, they were not happy about it. And then, of course, our national series for. Competed in Utah this weekend, and I will just touch on the superbike results. Tony Elias yet again doubles. Wow. Um, race two was a bit of an interesting one in that uh, they stopped the race 13 laps into the total of 23 for a red flag. Uh, unfortunately, Matthew Skoltz had an off and was a little bit uh, injured. I think he's okay, but uh, they had a 10-lap sprint after the red flag, and uh, Elias got the better of it. Bobier led the early half. 
you know, I, I love international style racing. I love our national series. Uh, and one of the things that we miss when we talk about only that, we miss the fact that High Point was underway. And Tony, this was a big weekend at High Point. Absolutely. And Eli Tomac is uh, definitely showing why he has the number one plate. And uh, Ken Roxon, but we were talking about Jason Anderson a little bit. That's a pretty good showing for him. Mark and I were talking about this off air, and I think that was... Mark, did you say Anderson ran out of gas? I mean, not literally ran out of gas, but figured Physically. Physically. Yeah. I, I, you know, when when Anderson walked away, you know, when he got hurt and all that, I really didn't know if he'd ever really come back to wow. to be uh, be the true, true star that he is. But, man, I'll tell you, he looked good this weekend. He manned up. Yeah. He rode well, and he was all about going forward and going fast and then he just kind of ran out of steam you know which happens when when you're uh, not ready to come back completely i guess but I, he's there i think he's back so tony tomac and roxon both have two overall wins right yes and uh it's it's getting contentious and i think the fans are buying into it you agree you know it's it's always um Nobody wants to see a runaway, even if it's your guy. Yeah, it's always fun to see. You know, that's why we that's why we tune in week in and week out, or go to the races and that kind of thing. And I know we have Dave Selecki, who uh, I used to work with at Wiseco. He was at High Point, and he can he can touch on a little bit more. Sure. But in the two fifty class, Adam Cianciarillo got the win, but it's uh, H Law Hunter Loris who finished second, and that's a unless you've been paying attention, you don't know who that guy is, and and he's. He's uh, Chase Sexton finished third, but H Law is is uh, a kid that is going to make a name for himself here. In, I like in that nickname, by the way, H Law. It's kind of like J Law, but not as so Adam Cianciarillo. Less yeah, drama. He's, yeah, he's not, <laughs> less drama an and not as good looking. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, Chase Sexton, one, two, and three. Eli Tomac. Ken Roxon, Jason Anderson, one, two, three, and four fifty. Uh, either way, it's uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, let's go to the MXGP uh, finish and numbers from Latvia. It was Tim and and say this name is it Geyser or Geyher? Uh, PJ is is that what it is? And Roman Feb. These names amaze me because. Even announcing international wrestling, I don't see names like this. And I apologize, I'm not familiar. Okay. Uh, Tonus in third, the MXGP results, the MX2 results. Jorge Prado uh, in first, Yago Gertz and Thomas Gear Olsen, uh, must be Norwegian, uh, in third. So we've got a lot of great racing coming up over the next week or two. We'll keep you updated as much as we can. Let's go to our very first guest. Tony, you want to do the intro? Yeah, a guy we've had on uh, several times, and, and one of our favorite guests. He is the contender in the Superbike Championship, the Moto America Superbike Championship, and um, I think he sits what, third place in points yeah, currently. Third in, in the overall standings. It's Garrett Gerloff, GG. He joins us. What's up, Garrett? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Uh, back on the show. About time. Where you been? <laughs> <laughs> been busy trying to uh, get some wins and. Been close a couple times, but I don't know, no cigar yet, so still well, you working better, on it. You better get cracking. We're a few rounds in, man. You've been all yeah, over the I podium. Know, trust me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've had some good races. That, I mean, when I when we left Utah, somebody told me that I had been on the podium six times in a row. So, you know, that's not that's not too bad considering my first the first round of Road America, I had, um, well, I crashed. That was my fault. But then I had kind of a, a weird deal in the second race and cost me a, a podium. So, uh that's pretty cool. I guess I feel more or less consistent from um, from about the after the uh, the first round and on. So not too bad. And the second race at uh, at Utah, uh, it's 
uh, the fr- is it the first one this year that we've had the split finish where you know you had a red flag uh, obviously for safety reasons they stop the race and do the balance of the laps as a essentially a second sprint was that the first one of this year I mean this happens on a somewhat regular basis yeah that that was man that was actually the first one that I can remember in a long time um, that we had a stopped race and and reset so uh, I mean besides for maybe like rain or something but yeah first one and we needed it because Cameron got a good start and he put his head down and put about two seconds between me and Tony and, and it was going to be tough to catch him in 10 laps. So they kind of, uh, you know, I hate that, that Matthew crashed, but I also kind of got to give him a, a thank you on the side. Not that it changed my position in the end, but, but it was nice to be there and fighting for, uh, you know, a win those last 10 laps after the red flag. Yeah. You guys, it was a three-way battle to the line uh, pretty much on, all the way into the last lap. Did you enjoy that new for uh, for our listeners? This year was, the, to my knowledge, the first time Moto America's run that configuration of the Utah Motorsports Campus that you guys ran this weekend, a much shorter version of that ginormous facility than you have typically run in the past. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it, honestly. like It was super fun and, and- the first part was a lot more flowy and I think really was, uh, was good for the Yamahas for our, for our ones. Um, I really felt like we, we were strong through there, but it was, it's honestly kind of cool just to do something a little bit different and, and, um, change it up every once in a while. So I really enjoyed it. I think the fans enjoyed it also because, you know, basically the cut, uh, the track is cut in half and I think there's a little bit more visibility for, for those guys to be able to see what's going on. Um, and it kind of kept everybody a little bit more, um, you know, cozy in, in one spot. So, I really enjoyed it. I think the fans enjoyed it. And um, I just wish we would have had that, I don't know, that 1% of, you know, something I'm missing to uh, to try to stick it up in there and, and win. But, um, yeah, if we go back, I, I really hope that they, they do the East course again. I think it was a good call. Yeah, it was, it was interesting to watch. Uh, it was a lot busier. I mean, comparatively, you would say Utah is uh, historically and with the big course been – akin to uh, Road America or Road Atlanta where you got a lot of straightaway some time to maybe take a breather it looked like you guys were working hard because it was nothing but corners one corner in- instantly followed by another yeah for sure and I uh, I posted up a little story on my Instagram the other day I have two pretty big gnarly blisters uh, on both of both my hands on the palm area just from pushing you know just counter steering the bike the whole time um and you know i never get blisters at all so but to have i mean we're looking at you know about about two inches across it's it's huge so uh that's just the nature of how physical the track was and everything um but i still think it was worth it it was pretty fun did you did you fade at all i mean physically i mean I, it didn't look like it on the bike but d- do you did you get fatigued when you're out there no i've i've been working really hard with my fitness and, and my training program and it's it's been paying off i felt great the whole race uh i came off the track and i mean it was pretty hot outside but you know i was just sweating a little bit but i had my breath you know i wasn't like chasing that or anything the whole time so i feel like that's been been working really well for me um so so yeah no i felt i felt good it was just i don't know i felt like in the second race i just was missing just a little bit of of edge grip that i felt like i had in the first race and so that felt like it was kind of keeping me from being able to like stick a wheel in and get a good drive on Tony or Cameron. And so I felt just like a, a passenger the whole time, but it wasn't me fading physically. No. And did you think regarding that edge grip, uh, I mean, was it consistent that slight 
lack of grip that you had in the first one, was that consistent through the race or did it change as your uh, race load of fuel went down or anything or pretty constant throughout? Yeah, it was, um, I mean, I had, when we start the race, I mean, we always have pretty decent grip, but, um, you know, sometimes just like weather conditions, uh, I think there was a little bit less sun on the track and, you know, for whatever reason, I just felt like I had, um, less edge grip. We didn't change anything on the bike. So, uh, but it was just, it was one of those things that like, because the course was so flowy and so, um, different than the year before, uh, it's really important to keep your momentum up, your corner speed up to be able to, uh, to carry that to your exit. And I just felt like I was struggling with that a couple of times. I went into, um, you know, a couple of the, the right handers and I would be off the throttle mid corner, getting the bike set about to drive off and the rear would start coming around on me off throttle. So just, uh, yeah, not, not super fun, but, um, but it started to clear up at the end, but just not enough to, like I said, just to get that drive on, on either one of those guys They they were riding super strong. They had been all year and, um, but man, I want to beat him so bad. So it just kind of hurts again to be super close, but, but, uh, but not get it, but I'm not giving up. Well, Garrett, you've got a, you've got a fair bit of the season left. You're clearly right there. And, uh, you know, we all believe in you. You're going to get the, you're going to get the better of those guys. Everything's going to line up for you someday. So I was noticing, I watched the races, uh, through the awesome coverage of Moto America live plus online. And because you guys were running the East course, as you said, they were using the other course actively. There were race cars out on the other part of the course. You could very easily see them in the background of a lot of the camera angles. Was that distracting, or did you guys did you catch glimpses of cars running on the other course while you were racing? No, not at all. Not not when I was racing, at least. I mean, when we put the helmet on, we're pretty focused on on what we're doing. Um, but no, I I didn't see anything, and I actually think that was a pretty cool, smart move by Moto America because. You know, historically, Utah has never been a big place for uh, to draw people out. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere in the desert, and and uh, it's a pretty strong Mormon religion around there, and they don't really do anything on on Sundays. So, um, but it was cool because there was a bunch of people walking around from the car race that was going on across the um, on the other side of the track. So, I think it's I think it was good just to have that kind of double activity thing going out there to bring and draw in more people, which was. Uh, which was really cool. And, um, yeah, I'm glad you said that about Moto America Live Plus. How, how good does it work? It's, it's awesome, right? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like pass. Yeah, yeah, it is. I get, and I get to go, you know, unfortunately, I'm one of those guys who works at the dealership. I'm at work Saturday morning, but I get to watch all that coverage. It starts out real early and it is live. So I get to see you guys go out and do your warm up sessions, practice sessions, qualifying sessions, all of it. It, it is pretty killer. Uh, makes the day go by at work. Yeah, for sure. No, I love it too because as soon as I come off the track, I want to see you know what just happened in practice and qualifying and stuff, and kind of see what other guys are doing, see what I'm doing, kind of compare those two things. So it's honestly like a super awesome tool for for me too as a rider. So yeah, I recommend it to anybody out there listening. Moto America Live Plus, go sign up. I think uh, they have a deal going on since we're getting close to uh, halfway. So uh, in season, so yeah, go check it out. You got a about a month off, right? Until. Or it was a month, I guess. It's not now. Um, yeah, it's closing in. Yeah, yeah it three, is. Three weeks, about. So, <laughs> so uh, what do you do in your in your in between races time? Funny <laughs> that you mentioned that. Uh, I've actually been stressing out all day today, trying to. I'm trying to get some just everything lined up um, because I have a few things going on. Um, I think, as most people know, this year um, I'm working with Josh Hayes. Um, he's my my rider coach. 
And he's also working with uh, three other guys, uh, Corey Ventura, P- uh, Cameron Peterson, and Bobby Fong. And Bobby's been doing awesome, by the way, too. Um, but we have like a two-week training camp that we're going to do the day after Laguna. And so I'm kind of just trying to organize my stuff, figure out um, what I need to take with me and, and things like that. Um, and, but the only reason why I have kind of a rush is because I'm planning on, as of right now, going to the, the German GP in, um, in, uh, well, yeah, in Germany for, for MotoGP. Oh, wow. It's an HJC, it's an HJC event and I'm an HJC rider and I want to be there to, um, so yeah, just to support them and, and to, uh, you know, do like some autographs and stuff and just kind of, you know, bring out my name a little bit more on the European side of things. And just let them know that, hey, I'm there, and, and uh, one day I'd like to be here and all of that, and then also just to support the the Yamaha guys. I got news uh, for you, dude. You're, you're, you're repping Team USA uh, around the world, whether you know it or not. Your results uh, are speaking volumes. Um, up against the clock, Garrett, we got to give you a chance to uh, talk a little bit about your sponsors. Who are they? Who do you want to recognize? Okay, yeah, definitely, for sure. Uh, big thanks to, to Yamaha, like always. They're the ones that have given me – all the chances that, uh, that, I, that I've had. Um, Yamaha Financial Services, a big sponsor of ours, Yamalube, uh, Monster Energy, Cortec Leathers, HJC, HJC Helmets, like I was saying earlier, big, uh, big supporter of mine. And I can't wait to go see them over there in, uh, at the German GP, uh, CD Boots, and really just my whole team. Those are the guys behind the, um, behind everything that keep everything running smoothly and put me on a good bike, my Yamaha R1 and, and keeping everything, everything going. So big thanks to all those guys, everybody that supports the team, everybody that supports me. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Laguna. So a little bit, that win. little bit, we're going to have uh, Rome Ramirez on with, from uh, the band sublime with Rome. Anything you want us to pass on? Oh man. <laughs> uh, no, I love sublime. I, it's a good band. Tell them, uh, tell them about to go listen to, uh, one of his albums right now. <laughs> yeah. What's it, Jack? What's the, uh, the 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 song that just dropped? Is it uh, "Turn Out the Light" or "Turn no. Light On"? Light On. Okay, so that'd be the exact I'll opposite. Have to check it out. <laughs> I am so out of touch. Anyway, all right, Garrett. Thank you so much, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Best of luck. Keep doing what you're doing, man. We are watching. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. You betcha. Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly continues. More with Mark Bunnell from Pole Position Raceway in Grimes, Iowa. Not that far from Hicklin Power Sports. And I think that there's something going on there, you know, in that whole corridor with racing. And I think it's utterly very cool. They're busy from the moment they crack the door at 11 until they go to bed at 10. Okay. Is it 10, Mark, or 11? Are you? Are oh, you I when think, do you close? Uh, we close at 9, I think. 9. Or when the last. I didn't know there's two nines on the clock till the other day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know there was two sevens or sixes. It there's one in the morning. I didn't know about it. That's what happened when you uh, race motorcycles your entire career, like you have, sir. Take a quick timeout back after this. Stay tuned. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.